This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, you're, mm-hmm. you and I, were, we're of the TV generation, wouldn't you say? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, after school, Andy Gray, I could probably still give you the lineup when you got back from school. It was yeah. um, Andy Griffith, uh-huh. Dick Van Dyke Show, yep. and Get Smart. Very good. And, and then Batman was usually before, right? Batman was like a 330-ish. Well, sometimes, let's, the, sometimes there was I Dream a Genie. Yeah, and a Gilligan's Island and a Gilligan's out Island occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I bring this up because this weekend that we just had hmm. um, some huge events on television. Hmm. We had the Grammy Awards. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're both also huge music fans. Oh, absolutely. Um, then there, as sports, we're sports fanatics. Oh, absolute diehards. There was the football Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was the NHL All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. We're also news junkies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, what journalists? Um, and on this week's... Uh, uh, all the cable newscasts, Chinese balloon. The balloon, right. It shot down that a Chinese was, oh, balloon. Yeah. It was huge. So uh, talk to me. Which one of those things do you want to talk about first? Which one did you enjoy? I, I focused purely 100% on the Chinese <laughs> balloon. Okay. You know what I was thinking about the Chinese balloon guy thing? I didn't even watch that. <laughs> uh, think if you're the fighter pilot yeah. that was in charge of, okay, Colonel blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's your job to... Shoot down the balloon. Yeah. What if the dude would have missed? I know. I, mean, and, I know. And and like when he gets, is this something he's going to put on the, his resume? You know, it's like, you know, I shot down the balloon. Oh, you shot down the balloon. <laughs> Colonel Johnson, look at you. <laughs> is he going to put like a little, like, balloon sticker on his plane? I think he gets uh, one like an insignia, you know, like a little uh, <laughs> with a little award on his uh, chest lapel. With a little helium with a yes. string, yeah. yeah. I think that's the least they can do for him. Alright, uh, it's time for a yeah, show. Yeah, shut down the balloon. <laughs> it's time for a show that we call Minutia Men. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, Balloon Boy, you want to get me a cup of coffee? <laughs> I didn't even watch that. Yeah. I, just, uh, I just was checked out. All weekend, well, did you know that the NFL Pro Bowl is a flag football yeah, game? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're not. I don't think they're in pads anymore. Yeah. I think it's like it's like hey, big gym. Super Bowl coming up this oh, weekend. Oh, huge, now, huge! Well, that one I'll watch. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, that's about it. All right, let's talk about uh, what's going on here. Um, Rick, to give you an idea of how good our show is going to be today, yeah, you, you want to hear the headline of the the story that didn't make it? Oh yes, human penis at an Alabama gas station uh, was found, or uh, a human penis was found. Hu- human penis found at an Alabama gas station uh, trash can. This is two weeks in a row you have chosen yeah. not to do a penis story. Amazing restraint. I know, and we've got the jingle right here. <laughs> but this one did make the cut. Can you fire up the Jenkins jingle, please? Of course. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! School lunch distributor apologizes for serving racially insensitive meal. 
Okay. At middle school on the first day of Black History Month. Please don't be watermelon. <laughs> oh, you cracked the code, my friend. Black History Month, as you know, is a time to honor the triumphs of uh, African Americans throughout history. In fact, I still remember my Benjamin Banneker. Sure. Benjamin Banneker, inventor and energy, en- engineer, born a free man in Ellicott, Mississippi. Oh, that's pretty good. Created the first working clock. Nice. I still remember that from sixth nice. grade. Um, but what about George Washington Carver? Tell me about George Washington Carver. Uh, I did not have to memorize him, but he was he a peanut guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like mm-hmm. he did. What what did he do? I don't know. I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't <laughs> have brought it up. Sorry, carry yeah. on. Just like a lawyer, don't <laughs> don't bring up something you don't know the answer to. Uh, well, black as you know, Black History Month. We are in the midst of Black History Month, which is February. Uh, but students and parents at an upstate New York middle school raised the alarm after they noticed a racially insensitive meal that was offered on the first day of the month. Instead of the Philly cheesecake, broccoli, and fresh fruit that was on the original school calendar. Aramark, the food service company that distributes the meals to the district, served fried chicken, waffles, and watermelon. Oh, boy. Uh, if, <laughs> if they had served chicken and waffles by itself, I don't know that we would be having this conversation. But the moment you add the watermelon, all bets are off. And that oh. was a quote from Wilbur Eldridge with the NIAC. It's NIAC, New York, uh, upstate New York. The NAACP. Boy, Jenkins is really getting around these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all over. <laughs> He's all over. So a fifth grade student at the school, Gloria Sambio, and I swear the first time I read this article, I misread her name and didn't see the eye. I'm not kidding. Oh, gee (laughs) So we've never had watermelon before. At first I was happy, but now I see that it was wrong. In a statement from Aramark, they apologized for the, for the, you know, for the insensitivity. While our menu was not intended as a cultural meal, we acknowledge that the timing was inappropriate. This is not the first time that Aramark found Aramark has found itself in hot water. Back in 2018, another racially insensitive meal was served at New York University during Black History Month. It included. <laughs> it's one month. Can't you just for one month? What's wrong with the up. pizzas? You know the, the crappy pizza that you that you or doughy pretzels. Gee whiz! Uh, in 2018, the uh, meal that they had uh, included barbecue ribs, collard greens, cornbread, Kool Aid, and watermelon flavored water. Wow. Um, when called out, the company again apologized for that and then ended up. Boy, if uh, it happens twice, you start wondering, don't you? Yeah. Um, now, a lesser man yeah. would be making a joke right now what they're going to serve at the Holocaust Remembrance Day. <laughs> but I'm not going to go there, Rick. <laughs> Although you would be allowed to <laughs> as a member of the tribe. Well, I, as a journalist, yes, as we were talking about. Yes. Well, listen. um, I just wanted to throw in one more thing that I just thought of mm. off the top of my head, and that is that George Washington Carver was an American <laughs> agricultural scientist and inventor who promoted alternative crops to cotton and methods to prevent soil depletion. He was really one of the most prominent black scientists of the early 20th century. So nothing to do with peanuts? Uh yeah. No. Oh, yes. He wanted poor farmers to grow other crops such as peanuts yeah, and yeah, sweet yeah. potatoes as a source of their mm-hmm. own food. Look up Benjamin Banneker. I didn't look it up. That was just <laughs> yeah, in my head. Off the top of your All right. Well, I have a story for you. And this one kind of uh, was an eye open. This one's for the parents mm-hmm. out there. Um, and I think all of hey, us with have our had... demographics, there we're all parents probably. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Uh, six-year-old Mason Stonehouse 
was playing on his dad's phone before bedtime, and then the food started coming to the Chesterton Township family's home near Detroit around 9 p.m. on Saturday night, and it kept coming. The Stonehouse family's ring camera footage shows delivery after delivery coming to the door. Mason's dad, Keith, was bewildered until he figured out what happened. I said, what's going on? Why are you bringing me food? This perplexed dad said. Then it finally clicked that his son was playing with his phone earlier. (laughs) And then he found out that Mason was going to town, as he quotes, with the Grubhub app. Mason ordered basically every food that ever existed. (laughs) Shrimp, salads, shawarma, chicken pita wraps, (laughs) sandwiches, chili cheese fries, multiple orders of ice cream. Fried chicken, watermelon, (laughs) the whole thing. So much food was ordered that Keith's bank sent him a fraud alert declining a $400 order of pizza. Or a diabetes alert. <laughs> While all this food was being delivered, I figured out what happened. Uh, and I went to Mason about what he did. And this is the part that makes me laugh. Keith told uh, this Michigan network. I was trying to explain to him that this wasn't good. And he puts his hands up and stops me and says, Dad, Dad, did the pepperoni pizzas come in? <laughs> I had to walk out of the room. I didn't know if I should get mad or laugh. You laugh. Yeah. Mason's parents said they uh, tried to turn the six-year-old spending spree into a money management teaching moment, which I kind of like. Sure. You're they, paying for it, Mason. They grabbed the piggy bank and started taking money out, a coin for the pizza, a coin for the yeah. shrimp, to show him how much it cost. Sure. And it actually sunk in when we were taking this money out to teach him a lesson. And Mason's parents say it may be some time before he gets his phone privileges back. Do, could, they, could they turn back the food or what? Well, I grub, it was all done through Grubhub. Okay. And Grubhub did give him like a thousand dollar credit or whatever, credit, yeah. you know, for future purchases. But uh, <laughs> you know, I can just see the father right now if he gets busted, you know, for Pornhub. Mason, did you subscribe <laughs> to Pornhub too? Now, is any? I don't know if anything like that ever happened to you, uh, but it, it did happen to me once uh, when Tommy, my oldest, was little. Remember, he learned how to read at a yeah, very like eighteen age. months or whatever. Yeah. And he learned how to write, and he, he had, but well, we got him computer games, and he was playing on a computer game um, called, I, I forget what the name of it was, but he figured out through the computer game how to get on the internet. Oh, really? And unbeknownst to us, he got, started getting these ads, you know, that show sure. up, you know, pop-up ads, and he started signing up for stuff. Just by clicking yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. clicking, filling yeah, yeah. in the slots. Yeah, yeah. And it was for promotional items for companies. And he made up a name of a company. Uh, and, you know, like weeks uh, later, all of a sudden, we started getting like pens. Pencil. Oh, my God. With really? the name of the company and duffel bags and things like that. <laughs> We're like, what the hell is this? What, what was the name of the company? Do you remember? Um, it was called, uh, I don't remember, QWERTY, I think, or something like that. <laughs> and we just, you know, which is if you look at your keyboard he probably just went do, 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 yeah do, yeah, do, yeah right, right 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 so they just started showing up yeah. and i'm i'm looking at the at the name of this and i said to tommy you, you, what what do you think this is he goes oh that's my company <laughs> and then he showed me how he did it but you know that didn't cost us anything right you know. so mike I th- lila got involved in one of these subscription services Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, where like you go to like Columbia make, well, house. <laughs> right. I'm still getting that one penny. <laughs> I'm still getting the records from Columbia. Um, no, it was like some makeup thing or something. And it was, 
it was like a subscription fee and the first six months free or whatever. And she forgot about it. And then we started looking at our credit card receipts and we're like, hey, what is this for the last six months? Twenty five bucks yeah. for Depop or whatever it was. Well, a know. lot of those games. Uh, this is for your parents out there who may have kids that are not yet gaming. Grandkids. Um, a lot of these games you buy uh, like uh, things within the game. Yeah, right. Like you buy the game. Right. And then inside the game, you know, you have to pay 25 bucks to move up to the next right, level yeah, 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 or something yeah, right, like right, that. It's right. a total scam. So my kids, we, uh, we, we used to let them, because Michelle and I are usually gone on Wednesday nights, and we just let them order food, right? Um and they do this thing, this DoorDash thing. Yeah. One night they're like, you know what? How about steak or not steak and shake, Shake Shack. Let's go Shake Shack. Yeah, that's great. Two hamburgers, two shakes, and then this exorbitant fee. It was like 94 bucks or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're like, you're not doing that again. And they're 17, yeah. you know. So do we have any reviews that you want to share for this? Week? Yeah, we do. We got one that was just um, a couple of days ago. Um, applesauce. 112DR writes, finally, I found a non-true crime and politically free show. Love the 30-minute episodes, and that is on Apple. Podcast. Okay. You can rate us. You can review us. You can follow us. If you like Minutia Men, sure, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows. Dot com. All right, it's time for another feature. This one is called Time Now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where Dave and I feature uh, some of the things that uh, we've done in the past. Um, and we've done many. We are writers. We are jokesters. Mm -hmm. We are humorists. Um, Balloon and, animalists. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show before, but I wrote a book called Every Cub Ever, <laughs> uh, which is available at EckhartsPress.com, yeah. and it features Every Cub Ever. But it also features, Dave, Every Cubs Broadcaster Ever. Mm -hmm. And one of the Cubs broadcasters from the 1930s mm -hmm. went on to do some other things. Mm -hmm. Here's what happened. This broadcaster from a... Small town. A, a small, uh, let's say, Iowa yeah. uh, radio station mm -hmm. that covered the Cubs using a ticker tape. That's how they did sure. the games. Uh, was sent out to uh, spring training at Catalina Island in 1937. Mm -hmm. um, because it was so close to Hollywood, he darted across the pond mm -hmm. there and, and did a screen test. Mm. Uh, he became a movie star. God, who could then that he became the Screen Actors Guild president. Oh, okay. Then he became the governor of California. Oh, my gosh. Then he became the president of the United States. A movie star as a president <laughs> of the United States? Impossible, but true. His name was Ronald Reagan. Um, and he's featured in my book. But the thing that, the reason I bring him up, this is his birth mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. He'd have been 112 years old, I believe, this week. What, would they be, what are they going to be serving at the Nyack Middle School? Uh, jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, jelly yeah, beans, sure. exactly. Um, but I found this, I, you know, I have virtually all Chicago Cubs audio because mm -hmm. I was working on this book. And I found a little clip of this. This is going to be very entertaining for you if you have not heard this before. Uh, in 1988, shortly before he left office, mm -hmm. Ronald Reagan came to Chicago and did a little play-by-play -play of the Cubs 
with Harry Carey. Really? I don't think I remember this. So it was 88, and here it is. Let's find it for you. Let's listen to about a minute of it. Here we go. Harry Carey and Steve Stone back at Rigby Field, and it's with a great deal of pleasure that I introduce to you the President of the United States taking over the role of a play-by-play announcer, Ronald Reagan, at the (laughs) mic. Well, Harry, thank you very much. You know, in a few months, I'm going to be out of work, and I thought I might as well audition. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid that you've got this job anytime you want it, Mr. President. Webster will lead off. Webster, and batting left-handed, of course. Up at the plate, Rick Sutcliffe out on the mound. Getting a sign from the catcher. Was not Wind up. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a hard hit ball out into right field and taken right off the grass for an out. Webster. <laughs> what? Line hard to Wilson. Wilson. Wilson came in and scooped that up. There's the replay, Mr. President. And he makes quite a play on this. Good effort. Glenn Wilson, an outstanding outfielder, and you can see why. A great rolling catch on the first play. There we go. That's a little <laughs> clip of it. Um, you know, you got to give him, cut him some slack. Yeah, right. It had sure. been 50 years since he had done it. Did he talk about how tomato or ketchup is a vegetable? Wasn't that his? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, for the, uh, for the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's a little clip. Uh, there was another thing that happened this week in Cubs history, and that was the death of their uh, first... Uh, psychologist in 1938 you know the the Cubs um, they went through a stretch where they weren't very good like a hundred and how many years it was a couple (laughs) years but in one year one year they hired a a team psychologist okay his name was Coleman Griffith and he came in and tried to teach the these hardened you know veterans uh how to use mind power and stuff like that. And they, of course, completely <laughs> right. blew them off, off and right. told them to get lost. Uh, anyway, uh, it was uh, it inspired a scene from the movie The Natural. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, I uh, think. It, it's uh, I call it, I call the scene that losing is a disease okay. scene. And let me play that for you because... Oh, uh, we're chock full of all Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, these are... This sh- it's short. Yeah. This is a short one. But here, here's a little clip of it. The mind is a strange thing. And you must begin by asking it, what is losing? Losing is a disease. Yeah. As contagious as polio... Losing is a disease as contagious as syphilis. <laughs> Losing is a disease as contagious as bubonic plague. <laughs> Attacking one, but infecting all. Ah, but curable. Good. Now I want you to imagine you are on a ship at sea on a vast Hobbs, you want to sit back down there and pay attention? (laughs) Gently (laughs) rocking. 
Was that uh, Wilfred? Who was the Wilfred Brimley? Yeah, right, right, who right. looks like he's about seventy-five and was actually forty-nine. <laughs> like, yeah. He was forty-nine years old. Uh, but that's a great scene in that movie. I absolutely love it. All right, so we still have some more stories to share with everyone. Uh, Rick, this is from our science desk. Oh, okay. new study: walking like Bonnie Python for a few minutes a day could have important public health benefits. <laughs> <clears throat> a study influenced by Monty Python claims that making physical activity less efficient may have significant public health benefits. You know that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you you work harder. Yeah. A study published by the BMG suggests that adults can meet globally or global physical activity goals by walking in an inefficient manner, just like the Ministry of Silly Walk sketch in. Monty Python for just a few minutes a day. The walking styles of Mr. Teabag and Mr. Pooty, acted by John Cleese and Michael Palin, have been shown to be more valuable than usual walking, uh, but their energy expenditure has never been measured, right? Sure. Think about the American ingenuity. We are going to measure this, right? So to fill this vital research gap, a team of U.S. researchers, and I don't even want to know how much money this costs. This is why our country is going right down the shitter. <laughs> right, right. And our taxes are through the roof. Um, so they compared the energy expenditure of basic low efficiency walking with yeah, uh -huh. the irregular walking, sure. right? During the study, participants saw the video yeah. of the Ministry of Silly, Silly Walks. Walk, uh -huh. They were asked to, first of all, walk normally and then to walk, try to recreate to the best of their ability, uh -huh. the walks of Mr. Teabag and Mr. Booty. Well, after all this mumbo jumbo you know, oxygen uptake and KCALs and whatever. Researchers estimate that adults could achieve 75 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity per week by walking in John Cleese's style, not Michael Palin, oh. but more John Cleese's for just about 11 minutes per day for five days. Okay. So you're getting 75 minutes of activity for just 55 minutes of work. Right, but, right? but does it count as more steps on your Oh, on I don't phone? know. Right. Because if it doesn't, right, it doesn't then exist. Not, they, it doesn't work. It right? doesn't exist. Wouldn't it have been great yeah. if Neil Ennis, when we interviewed him, when he walked in the studio, he would have done a silly walk. <laughs> no, that would that have, would, that would that have been, been great? Yeah. Uh, but I do, I sent you an audio for those okay. of you who may need a refresher on the ministry of silly walks, a All little right. audio here. Here we go. This might be visual. Is this a little visual? Uh, no, oh. I think this is him, t Cleese, talking about okay. the... here we go. Good morning. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, but I'm afraid my, uh, my walk has become rather sillier recently, and so it takes me rather long. He's walking now then, uh, what was it again? Well, sir, I, I have a, a silly walk, and I'd like to obtain a government grant to help me develop it. I see. Uh, may I see your silly walk? Yes, certainly, yes. No, <clears throat> not as efficient as <laughs> Cleese's. Because it's more just walking, really. That's it, is it? Yeah. Yes, that's it, yes. Mm -hmm. It's not particularly silly, is it? <laughs> I, I mean, the right leg isn't silly at all, and the left leg merely does a forward aerial half turn, every alternate step. Yes, but I think with, with government backing, I could make it very silly. <laughs> Mr. Pudier, the very real problem <laughs> is one of money. I'm afraid that the Ministry of <laughs> it's even it's funny just a, listening yeah, to it's, it. It's very visual, uh, but, but it's yeah. funny just listening I mean, to you it. You can just remember it. <clears throat> 
That's the Ministry of Silly Walks. Okay, I like that one. I have a story for you. Uh, you know, coming up this weekend, people are going to be celebrating Valentine's Day. It's actually uh, Tuesday, the 14th. Uh, but you know how it is. The weekend, that's yeah, what yeah, people of course. do there. Now, not everybody celebrates Valentine's Day, Dave. Some people have broken hearts. Mm. And they get upset mm. on Valentine's Day. We have a story for them. Mm. An animal shelter in Hamilton, Ohio, is holding a unique fundraiser as a lead-up to Valentine's Day. The Animal Friends Humane Society said Wednesday it will name a cat litter box after an ex-romantic partner. <laughs> it will only cost you $5. Promotion runs till the 12th, and the shelter will reveal them all, names included, in a Facebook post on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. something for you guys out there. So, isn't, isn't the big controversy now about how there was some school that had a litter box or they had litter a kitty litter in case there was a gun a shooting and kids had to go to the bathroom and then it turned into this well they're, they're doing this because kids are identifying as cats do you not yeah uh, yeah and yeah. it wasn't because the kids were identifying as no it's because yeah. they had kitty right. litter in case but there they was did a like cat. entire segments on fox news <laughs> saying yeah. that this is a new trend mm. people are doing this no yeah. so all that's right. not for them all right i have a story for you that uh well it's time for another feature mm. and that this fits into that a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So uh, this is the part of the show where we read your uh, your emails to us uh, with your celebrity stories. Dave is of the opinion that everybody in the world has met a celebrity or has some sort of celebrity story. And you know who, by the way, has taken up your uh, your mantra? Hmm. My wife. Oh. Because uh, she has to occasionally take Ubers home from work. Oh, so and, does she ask the yeah, Uber driver? Yeah, every time. Really? Any, yeah. any good ones? Well, let me get the one that was oh, sent to us okay. first. But, right. uh, perhaps. Um, this is an email from Chuck. I was out in L.A. in 2014 or 2015 for a conference, and I was bored out of my mind. The keynote speaker was talking about sales leads, but I didn't really hear what he was saying. Sounded like blah, blah, blah to me. I pretended like I had to go to the bathroom, but I went for a walk instead. We were near the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is pretty dumpy, by the way, but it's more interesting than the speech. When I got to the Hollywood Wax Museum, I saw they had a special thing set up in front of it. Somebody was getting their star there that day. There were, there were cameramen and reporters and a woman I recognized immediately. It was Sally Field. Oh, wow. I wanted to say, I like you. I really <laughs> like you. Like she said in her famous Oscar speech, but another dude beat me to it. She looked up at him, didn't smile, and flipped him off. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I'm guessing she hears that a lot. Yep. Yeah. That poor woman said it one time yeah, in yeah. 1982, yeah. and she hears it a lot. What oh. about my work on The Flying Nun? Why doesn't anybody ever mention that? I won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's our email. If you want to send us your email, please do, because uh, you know we've yeah. got uh, we've got this feature to fill. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you, can, you can send it's it every to week. Us. We got to do it. You send it to uh, Instagram or or Twitter mm-hmm. or Facebook or just traditional yeah. email. Any of those works. And we have another show, too, that we like to tell people about. Yeah, Rick, it's um, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. And this week, we've got a, just a delightful guest who is oh, running yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, she um, 
storied career. Yep. I mean, she's been in many things, but she's probably most noted for noted for her Friday Night Lights work. Yes. We are talking about um, Luann Stevens, and she played Grandma Saracen. Yeah. Uh, and she was wonderful. She talked about the show and embarrassing situations that happen on the show. I think <laughs> there's, for there's a couple of, of very funny stories. I and uh, anybody who's a Friday night lights fan, I think will appreciate our interview. Yeah. And, and such a nice. Lady. Oh yes. And this is the first interview we've ever done. We're in the middle of it. She started asking us questions about <laughs> our, right, about us. So how'd you guys She's get like, together? I know this is supposed to be about me, but <laughs> right. I, tell me about Manisha, man. <laughs> right, right. Know, where's it from? Dave, I yeah. heard about your Lincoln poem back in <laughs> sixth Ooh, I have that. You want to hear no, that? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no. Sick. See, this is like Sally Fields. All I'm known for is the Lincoln poem. I know. You're very sensitive about it. Well, next week, we're playing it, damn it, because next week is Lincoln's birthday. All right. All Actually, right. it's this weekend. Well, oh, don't know, play it. We don't. Won't. Yeah. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with OpiShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of... Nushman. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?